Hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes that's right jsc exclusives you'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else for ten dollars or more per episode now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show you got a business you want me to talk about it i want you to sponsor my show for ten dollars hit me up send me the script i'm putting you over plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. If Cleveland comes out of the East, I want to destroy Cleveland. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. But I also know that there are steps to get to that point. And if and when we get to that point, I want to annihilate them. Darren Williams, scoop layoff, can't finish. McGee battling, back out Curry. I want to annihilate them. Tough shot blocked by Durant. Picked up by Curry. Durant pulls back for three. Thompson's got to make good plays in the middle of the floor. Durant for three. It's good. And a foul. Chance for a four-point play. James the crossover. Stolen by Clay Thompson. Durant down the lane. In these playoffs, Irving with a spin but lost it. JaVale McGee who just checked in. Throws it ahead. Here's Durant across the lane. Excellent defensive play. Shot clock winding down to four. James drives, goes right at Durant, can't finish, Curry the rebound. Curry, deep three, pucks it in. Kevin Love is on Steph Curry. Left-handed, spins it in off the glass. James trying to harass Curry. Curry off the dribble, layup off the glass. And if and when we get to that point, I want to annihilate James pulls back, drives again, kicks it out, Porver, corner three. Can't get it the full, rebound Durant. 
incredible opportunity. Durant for three. It's good. Kevin Durant from downtown. And Golden State takes the lead. Durant tries again. Bang! That's good. Kyrie Irving with his first three-pointer. Durant releases down the other end. What a pass. Just under three and a half to play in the third. Durant has an opening. And now is the three. Big shot after big shot from both teams. Curry finds Durant. Durant stops, pulls up jumper. Got it. 13 of 17 from the field. 37 more points for Kevin Durant. Durant pass inside, back out to McCall. The rookie finds Durant, steps back for three. Pumps it in. Kevin Durant again. If Cleveland comes out of the East, I want to destroy Cleveland. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. But I also know that there are steps to get to that point. And if and when we get to that point, I want to annihilate them. And now Golden State can dribble it out. Redemption for Golden State. One of the great playoff runs of all time is complete. The Warriors are NBA champions again. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Suck it, Cleveland. Hey now, my name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is episode 42 of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. You already know how I feel. You heard the intro. Thanks to the NBA on ABC, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and of course, shout out to uh, WWE there for a little bit of the help on the music. This is the 42nd episode of JSC Radio, and I am going to basically lay everything out there right now. But before I get going, be sure to hit up the mothership, jscottsmith.com. I want to thank all of you who are listening to me right now on jscottsmith.com. All of you who are listening, and I'm a little tongue-tied because I'm excited to be back here. All of you who are listening on SoundCloud, the original home of JSC Radio. To those of you who are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, remember to hit that subscribe button and hit me with a five-star review. Everybody on Google Play who shows me love, thank you. Damn it, thank you. And of course, the Stitcher Radio, as you heard at the start of this damn show. So, uh, how you feeling, Cleveland? How's it going? The NBA Finals came to an end earlier this week. You can argue they came to an end after Game 3 when Kevin Durant ripped out their hearts in the cesspool, the mistake by the lake known as Cleveland, Ohio. It all came to an official end on Monday night in Oakland, as you heard there. To start the show, the Golden State Warriors exacted the revenge that they had been looking for. They got that pound of flesh that they had wanted from the Cleveland Crapaliers for the better part of the last year. And yeah, it's pretty clear. I let you know last year, and I called a spade a spade a year ago. 
when I sat here and had to swallow a whole lot of you-know-what to acknowledge that Cleveland won that NBA title. So you know it's coming back in the other direction. You know it's coming back in the other direction. The Warriors, for all the 73 wins that they had last year for the pure dominance of the regular season, to follow that up with a 67-win year, because that kind of gets lost in everything. And that's one of the things I pointed out in the last episode. For all the Because t- there were people who really thought Cleveland was going to beat Golden State. Like, straight up beat them. I was seeing foolishness like Cavs in five. The Cavs could sweep the Warriors. Are you out of your damn mind? The Cavaliers won 52 games, which is very impressive. <laughs> it's been a minute since my Pistons won that many games. The Warriors won 67 games. They added... If not the best player on the planet, he's 1A. Kevin Durant, and oh, understand, the second half of this show is going to get deep in your ass about Kevin Durant. Because I told you a year ago, and I've been pounding this, and I've been sick of the whining and the fake tough guy macho crap. I'm letting you fools have it, second half of this show. But the Warriors went out and got Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, free agent, came to Golden State. He could go anywhere he wanted. Why wouldn't you just go to the best team? Again, we'll talk more about that later. Why wouldn't you go to the best team, though? It it makes no sense to to say, oh, I'm not going to go to the best team because they beat me. Stop that. They pick up Kevin Durant, who, as I've mentioned before, too, when they brought him in, he wasn't there to replace Harrison Barnes. Essentially, he was there to become the top scoring option, overall scoring option. Klay Thompson ended up being the guy who replaced Harrison Barnes. Klay Thompson's defense is underrated. As good of a defender as he is, it's like people were realizing that dude is a lockdown type defender. And you saw that in this series. People really thought Cleveland was going to win that series. In some cases, win it easily. And I don't know what you were watching. As good as the Cavs were running through the crap Eastern Conference, the Cavs, who had a 50-50 point lead in Boston, In Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals, that made a mess out of the so-called top-seeded Celtics for that entire series, save for them falling asleep at the wheel in Game 3. And I said that last episode, too. Golden State, they're a bunch of killers. They're a bunch of psychos. And they they were peaking. They couldn't wait to get their hands on Cleveland. And you saw it from the very beginning. You saw it through in that entire series. You saw it for the first two games in Oakland where Cleveland basically, after playing tight in the first half, got their ass blown away in the second, both games. That's essentially what happened in the closeout game too. And I said this last episode, episode 41. You cannot take a game off. You cannot let up at any point in time against the Golden State Warriors. You cannot have a lapse like they had against Boston in game three. Because if you have that lapse, Golden State's going to make you pay for it. And Durant made them pay for it at the end of Game 3. Now, I saw this really funny video compiling a lot of the most really just ridiculous things that Nick Wright from Fox Sports 1 said. Because Nick Wright basically just, he, he like so many others, fell for this, this BS, fell for this bullshit that somehow Kevin Durant is weak for going to the Golden State Warriors. And he pretty much just started to believe his own hype and blinded himself into thinking that Kevin Durant wasn't a clutch player. Kevin Durant couldn't beat Cleveland. Kevin Durant wasn't good enough. LeBron was in his head. The Cavaliers are going to roll. He said he was one of those Cavs in five people. Kevin Durant, with a little help from Steph Curry, 
at the end of game three, made a mess out of the Cavs. Finished them. That was a cold-blooded three. Cleveland was up, oh, they were up seven, eight, with about three minutes left, and they didn't score again at all. It's They were up six, that's what it was. And they didn't score again. An 11-0 finish. And for all intents and purposes, that series was over. The series was over. It was done. Cold-blooded. You cannot fall asleep. You can get away with that against Boston up 2-0. You can't get away with that against the Warriors down 0-2. You can't do it. Down 3-love, it was lights out. And this should tell you all you need to know about this NBA Finals series. LeBron James was magnificent. I still say that if the NBA were anything like the NHL, you would have an NBA Finals MVP and you would have an NBA Playoff MVP. The Bronze Smythe Trophy, as I like to call it. Kevin Durant was the NBA Finals MVP. But if they were handing out a Conn Smythe Trophy in the NBA, you probably would have had to cut that damn thing in half and give one half of it to LeBron James and the other half to Kevin Durant. Because Durant pushed and shoved his way into that conversation during the playoffs. He was outrageously good, but so was LeBron James. LeBron was magnificent. He's the first damn player in history to average a triple-double in the NBA Finals. Averaged a triple-double in the NBA Finals. I don't think you heard me. He averaged a triple-double in the Finals. Like, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double for the season. This fool averaged a triple-double in the damn NBA Finals. And they won one game. And it took a lights-out, record-setting, once-in-a-lifetime game for them to get that one W and avoid getting swept. LeBron averaged a triple-double. There were stretches of that series where he was unstoppable. Just like there were stretches where Kyrie Irving was unstoppable, there was never a point when really LeBron was contained. He averaged a triple-double for the series. They got one win. One And even in the game where they scored 85 or 84 points in the first half, the Warriors did what they normally do. The Warriors had 68. Normally when the Warriors score 68 points in a half, they're up at least 10. It took Cleveland getting the invincible star and spazzing out to get one. And then the Warriors happened to find that damn invincible star man and went bananas in game five. A 24-2 run. At one point it was a 27-7 burst. And it turned an eight-point Cleveland lead into game over. The Golden State Warriors. This season was more impressive than last season. 73 wins is is just outlandish. Going through an entire NBA season with single-digit losses is out of this world. But when it came time to close the show, Draymond got suspended. Iguodala was hurt. Andrew Bogut is perpetually hurt. Hell, Andrew Bogut is with the Cavaliers. He played, like, what, three minutes before he blew up his leg again? And they blew a 3-1 lead. This year, they were locked in. They were one record-setting night from running the table and going 16-0 in the playoffs. Won the NBA title. They made the team that made the entire Eastern Conference look like the JV look like the JV. I don't understand how anybody with working brain cells where the synapse inside of your head fires correctly could possibly have an issue with the Golden State Warriors, other than jealousy. That team is going to be in the top five single-season teams ever, maybe top three. With all due respect 
to a pair of Laker teams and the 96 Bulls. They are right there. It's unbelievable how good they are. And everybody who has an issue with them talking this super team nonsense, I'll get more into that on the other side of the show, but that super team BS. The Warriors did not just pull what Boston or Miami did and just go out and sign a bunch of guys and drop them on a floor and expect some chemistry to suddenly develop. We tend to forget that three of the four standout players for the Golden State Warriors were drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, who I still wonder how the hell the Pistons let him get away. I mean, it's, that's another conversation for another time. But the three of the four marquee players on that team were drafted by the Golden State Warriors. The only free agent signing, the only major free agent signing, with all respect given to David West and JaVale McGee, the only big-time free agent signing was Kevin Durant. Everybody else was drafted. Or these are young guys. They re-signed Steph Curry. And yes, they had some luck involved there. Perfect timing in the case of Steph Curry, who the first part of his career, he was largely injured. So the Warriors got to keep him on a discount. Draymond Green hit free agency at the perfect time. They were able to keep him. They had enough money, and Kevin Durant was willing to take less to go play for a winner. Klay Thompson, they got to find a way to lock him down. They get guys like Andre Iguodala through trades. Am I supposed to be mad? Am I supposed to be butthurt like a lot of you guys are about this? Hell no. I respect that team. See, I'm still from that actual 80s generation. You know, those, those halcyon days of yore you guys like to fantasize about? I actually lived through that. I remember the 1980s. And I, I belabored this enough. When people talk about, oh, the super teams are ruining the league, and uh, it's not fair, the Warriors just bought a championship, uh, how stupid are you? The Warriors literally built that team from the ground up. If you want to talk about buying a champion, look across down that, look, look under the other end of the court there at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, they drafted Kyrie Irving. They gave away a top pick to get Kevin Love. LeBron came back, but they, that took money and luck. They went and traded a bunch of guys to get dudes like J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert. And Darren Williams, old broken ass. Stop. And I, I see some of you dummies talking about Kevin Durant winning a championship. It's tainted. It's tainted. That shows you people don't know what the hell the word tainted means. You want to know what a tainted championship is? A tainted championship is if you win a title with a guy who was cheating. You see that a lot in college sports. An ineligible player or a dude who wasn't supposed to be on the field helps lead you to a championship, and then you find out that the bitch ain't supposed to be there, and you end up getting stripped of the damn title. You want to know what a tainted championship would have been? A tainted championship would have been if the Fab Five actually won something. I know that cuts a little deep, Michigan fan. So be it. Facts aren't supposed to be nice. Facts aren't fair. Facts hurt. The Fab Five never won anything. They never won as much as a Big Ten championship. But you want to know what a tainted championship is? Is if that thing gets stripped from them because of the Chris Webber, Ed Martin foolishness. That's a tainted championship. A tainted championship is not a guy at the peak of his abilities hitting free agency and choosing to go to the best team. That's called the American way. The Golden State Warriors are NBA champs again. And they did it by being not just the best team. It's almost like you took... And yeah, I know, of course, coming from the guy from Detroit, naturally he'd say this. It's like you took the best qualities of the 2004 Detroit Pistons 
and infused it with a rocket-fueled offense. It's like if you took the 4 Pistons and shot them full of adrenaline, that's the Golden State Warriors in a nutshell. That's who they are. They've got an unreal starting five. Well, starting four plus Zaja Pachulia. They have a great bench. They have a damn good coaching staff. And, and one more thing before I jump over to the break here. I'm tired of the, of the narrative from you whiny Cleveland bums talking about the Golden State Warriors fans are bandwagon fans. I bet they can't name Sprewell. I bet they can't name uh, Baron Davis. Uh, I, bet, I bet they don't know who run TMC is. Yes. Yes, Cleveland. Because I'm sure, I'm sure you guys could point out Zydrunas Ilgauskas in a lineup. I'm sure y'all have got an Ira Nubel jersey sitting in your closet in the middle of Texas, Cleveland fan. I'm sure y'all know all about suffering through the Darius Miles, Dewan Wagner, Ricky Davis days. Miss me with that. One thing I used to say about the Warriors a lot, and it used to be mind-blowing, were up until five years ago when they finally got it together, is that for years and years and years, those games in Oakland sold out. I know y'all don't like to think about that because, you know, up until again, five, six years ago, the Warriors weren't very good and hadn't been for a majority of about the better part of 30 years, save for the Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway days and the, and the brief moment of Chris Webber out there. The Warriors, by and large, were not very good for a long stretch of time Yet, strangely enough, they sold out a bunch of games. So y'all can sit here and act like nobody was going to Warriors games. Go back and watch some of the tape of Golden State Warrior games from about 2009, 2008, 2010. They were selling out. Those people in Oakland support the hell out of that team, and they don't really give a damn what you think. Clearly. And coming up after this break, I don't give a damn what you think either. Because you jackaloons who keep running your mouth and acting all fake tough and talking out of both sides of your damn neck about Kevin Durant and LeBron James and any other superstar black athlete who chooses, chooses to go his own way and do his own thing, I'm putting it to rest after this. My name is J. Scott Smith, and this is episode 42 of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. And we'll be back after this as I let Doc Illingsworth take us into the break. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org.
Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey now, it's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kindle Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows, such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. If you don't have the Stitcher app, simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. Kevin Durant is an NBA champion, and he's with Doris. Kevin, he just can't stop smiling. He did it. He shares a moment with his mom. You hit me? You hit me? Yep. This is JSC Radio, episode number 42. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. Still talking about the end of the NBA Finals, end of the NBA season. Want to throw a shout out to each and every one of you who hit me up on Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash JSC Radio. And I want to give a big shout out and show some love to another really dope sports podcast out there, The Weekend Sports. That's right, The Weekend Sports. I want to shout out Miss Styles for showing love to your boy on Patreon.com and joining the party as a patron of the show. I obviously am very, very grateful for any and all support that this show gets. So anyone who wants to support this show and help it grow and keep it moving, it's Patreon.com slash JSC Radio. And be sure to throw us a follow on Twitter at J. SC Radio. You just heard there Kevin Durant shortly after the game ended talking to Doris Burke when his mom jumped in and did what moms do. And the words that she said there that keep ringing in my ears are it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. And it doesn't. Because in the end, Kevin Durant won. He was right. And I think that's what drives so many of you idiots up the wall. I sat here a year ago, and not only did I defend what Kevin Durant did, I encouraged others to do it. It's funny to me, and I I pointed this out in various places because it just bugged me how angry, how upset, how triggered fake tough guy Twitter and old school basketball fan who's in their mid-20s and never actually played an organized sport seems to have this hard on about what Kevin Durant did. It bothers him so much. You see it. You hear it in the stupid things they say like, he took the easy way out. If you can't beat him, join him. He took the easy way out. 
Why couldn't he have just been loyal? Isaiah wouldn't have left. By the way, I think Isaiah would have left. He wouldn't have left. Back in the day, Magic, Magic stayed loyal. Bird stayed loyal. He toughed it out. He earned it. What kind of a message is it to kids? Really? What kind of message is it to kids? Let, let, me, let me stress that again. What kind of message is it to kids? These are, a lot of these guys are the same ones who, up until maybe a year ago, were supporting guys like Bill Cosby, who were making excuses for guys who beat up women. What does it say to kids that if it, that you just, when the going gets tough, you just leave and go to an easier gig? Yeah. If somebody beats you, you go join up with them? Yeah. That's how it works. It's business. Plain and simple. I don't understand why everybody seems to not understand this whole thing. I don't get what's so hard and so difficult about this proposition. Simply put, all you got to do is look at business. And I've heard this entire scenario play out over and over and over and over again. And people refuse to use any sort of like actual logic in their anger. Their whole thing is, oh, well, if he was a real athlete, he would have stuck it out. He would have struggled. Only in sports. And only do zipperhead sports fans use this silly-ass logic of you have to struggle to win. And they only apply it, mind you, to the guys who are in their prime. No one seems to have an issue when a guy like, say, Gary Payton or Carl Malone, well, unless you're in Salt Lake City, Gary Payton or Carl Malone or, I don't know, Patrick Ewing or, or Charles Barkley is out here chasing rings late in their career. No one seems to have a problem with that. A guy hits free agency. He hits free damn agency, meaning he can go wherever he wants. It's not like he quit on the team to go to Oakland. His contract was up. He honored. Let me stress this. He honored honored his entire damn contract signed an extension a few years ago so i'm really not trying to hear this ass backwards nonsensical logic telling me that this guy is somehow soft for leaving as a free agent to go wherever he wants and it's really funny to me that so many of you who have a problem with this guy choosing to go where he wants, yet you're the same ones who were calling Dan Gilbert a slave master when he punched out that awful Comic Sans note to LeBron James when he left to go to Miami, which, by the way, LeBron was in within his rights to do. Durant did, as I've said for the last year, Kevin Durant did what any of you would do. Yes, I know. They lost after being up 3-1 against the Warriors. So why would you go and join up with the team that beat you? That's weak. So what? This is business. And unlike all of these days of yore that most of you weren't actually alive to see, I was alive to see him. 
players can now go wherever they want when their contract is up. And I think what bothers so many of you is that you can't do the same thing at your job. Because most of you aren't good enough to be able to go wherever you want to go when you want to do it. And you get mad at this man, this black man. And I'm going to get there too. This black man for doing what he wants. It's like a psychological thing with a lot of people. If I see a better situation, I'm leaving. I had some idiot on Twitter dare to say to me, by the way, at J. Scott Smith, I had some idiot on Twitter say to me that the idea of saying you left for a better job is stupid. No, you're stupid. But considering you're a guy with a Patrick Beverly avatar talking about you're a fan of the Houston Rockets, I would imagine you don't exactly know what it's like to have a real job anyway. But those of us grown-ups who have actual jobs are always looking for something better. That's what makes it laughable when I see reporters say this stupid shit. Oh, he took the road. He took the road that most people would have traveled. Oh, he just he just took the easy road. Oh, if you... Why, what message does it send to the kids? Why can't you, why, why can't you work for it? If you're really stupid enough to think that Kevin Durant didn't work his ass off every single day to get where he is, if you're dumb enough to think that this guy didn't work twice as hard once he got there, like just rolling out the ball and showing up on a team that won 73 games last year, a team that won 73 games but did not win the world title, a team that won 73 games and everything was just handed to him and easy, and you seem to think that there's something wrong with on your own as a free agent, free to go wherever you want to go, and he chooses to go to that team, and you have a problem with it, I hope you never leave where you are for something better. Because when you do, I'm going to be up your ass. Where I am right now, if I got offered a gig in Bristol at ESPN, or if I got offered a gig at NBC, or if I got offered a gig at FS1, not Fox News, FS1, if I got offered a gig at FS1, you best believe I'm packing up my shit and leaving Philadelphia and heading to Los Angeles, or heading to New York, or heading to Bristol, Connecticut, and I won't think twice about it. I owe wherever you are, you wherever you are, you can be fired at any time. They can get rid of you and send you on your way and you get nothing but maybe, maybe, mind you, a severance check and a foot up the ass on the way out the door. They owe you nothing and you owe them nothing. And Kevin Durant owes you nothing either. You want to know the things I consider when I'm looking at a new job and something different or a change in my life? You want to know what's being considered? My feelings, my family's feelings, and how my bank account will feel. You want to know whose feelings I don't consider? Yours. And that's Kevin Durant. He doesn't give a damn about your feelings. And he's made that very clear on multiple occasions this year. This is business. This whole, oh, he could have just stayed loyal. Why did he have to go to the best team? Because he can. And you would too. So shut up. Shut up, you. What is, and by the way, I've made fun of this for the last year. And I'm going to get on your head one more time. What does this loyalty thing get you exactly? Especially in sports. You want to know what it would have gotten Kevin Durant and what it did get Kevin Durant? It got one of his best teammates traded to a rival in his own division, in James Harden. At the end of last season, it got another 
of his teammates shipped out of there to a terrible team for spare parts in Serge Ibaka. And I pointed it out last year. It eventually could have gotten him traded to some terrible team like Minnesota or Brooklyn after his best years are over and he's been used up and washed up and they ship him off to some sorry team for some draft picks so they can rebuild and start over. I heard his name come up in trade rumors those last two, three years he was in Oklahoma City. People were questioning whether he could win there and they put it all on him. It's idiotic. The hell with that. I'd leave and not think twice if I knew I could be the final piece to a damn dynasty. May I stress again, the Warriors won 73 games last year. The one thing they didn't win was the world title. And the level of mental gymnastics it takes to act like somehow it's more honorable to be traded to a great team when you're washed up as opposed to leaving in your prime when you can actually win a damn ring rather than be like Carl Malone or Gary Payton or Tracy McGrady and try to piggyback your way to one at the end of your career is laughable. That's another part of this stupidity about Kevin Durant. These simpletons who wear skinny jeans and have and have eyebrow piercings who ain't stepped on a basketball court or played any sort of organized sport in their life having the nerve to sit here and say that somehow Kevin Durant has a tainted championship or he just was riding coattails to a championship. This some bitch scored at least 30 points in every single game in the finals. He was the finals MVP. They could not stop his ass. Curry finds Durant. Durant stops, pulls up jumper. Got it. 13 of 17 from the field. 37 more points for Kevin Durant. Riding coattails. This dude was pulling the damn wagon across the finish line. Can't get it the fall. Rebound Durant. Incredible opportunity. Durant for three. It's good. Kevin Durant from downtown. And Golden State takes the lead. He hit the kill shot in Cleveland that put him up three love and for all intents and purposes ended the series. Riding coattails. When I see people say things like this, it really makes me wonder if they ate lead paint chips as children. Because to say this... And to carry on like this shows you are just blindly angry and bitter. And I can't do anything about that. I can't fix that for you. I really don't. I, I, I don't know what to say for you. But for the rest of you, I find it really interesting that so many of you gripe about black players, especially in the NFL and the NBA, being treated like slaves, yet you seem to have the nerve to get pissed off when one of them gets up and leaves the plantation of his own volition. And I think part of that is because you're simply jealous. And I know that's really trite and really easy to say, but it's true. The NBA is the rarest of rarities, especially in the United States. It's the rarest of rarities where you're looking at a business, because that's what it is. It's a business that a majority of the employees are black, highly paid, and can make their own decisions on what they want to do and where they want to go. And that's what bothers a fair amount of America. Black America, white America, brown America, all kinds of America. That's what bothers a lot of you. And, sub and subconsciously, it bothers other black people, too. I remember the uproar and the shitstorm that came from LeBron getting up and going to Miami. You want to know the issue I had with LeBron going to Miami? It wasn't that he left. 
He's a free agent. He'd go wherever the hell he want. I was mad he didn't even at least consider coming to Detroit. Him going to Miami didn't bother me in the least. <laughs> Suck it, Cleveland. It, it didn't bother me in the least. What bothered me about it was how he did it. That was the only issue I had with it. Like, dude, you couldn't break off a phone call to these guys who've been signing your checks for seven years. I'm not saying you had to stay. You could have at least been a bit of a grown-up and told them you were leaving instead of just, you know, having them find out the same time all the rest of us jabronis did on national TV. That was my only issue with Bron leaving. In principle, I have zero problem with this. This whole, oh, you should stay loyal and all the all these super teams are killing the NBA. Stop. Stop. I know most of you guys were born on the tail end of the 1990s and may not remember the 1980s as much as you like to think you do. I've said this time and time again. During the 1980s, there were essentially five teams in the NBA that were worth a damn. Five. If you look at the NBA right now, how many teams are seriously worth a damn? Four. Maybe, maybe three, maybe five. I might be willing to let Washington kind of step into that conversation. But I mean, think about the teams that legitimately had a chance at the start of the playoffs to win an NBA title. There were three of them. There were the Warriors, there were the Cavaliers, and there were the Spurs. And the Spurs fell out of the picture when Kawhi Leonard got hurt. Boston, they were cute. But they weren't ready for prime time. And we saw that in the first round when they were a Rajon Rondo hand injury from getting swept by the Chicago Bulls, an eighth seed. The Washington Wizards, eh, they're all right. They're pretty good. But I wouldn't put them in the Cleveland category. Toronto's no good. It's like there's there, there are probably three or four teams max. Back in the 80s, it was five total. You obviously know two of them, Lakers-Celtics. And intermittently, the 76ers, the Pistons, and the Houston Rockets. Those are the only five teams in the 1980s to make the NBA Finals. Here's a listing of all the NBA champions from 1980 to now. The Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers, the Detroit Pistons, the Chicago Bulls, the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Miami Heat, the Dallas Mavericks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Golden State Warriors. Doing the math, since 1980, which, if you can do math correctly, that's 37 years ago. In 37 years, we've had 11 teams win the NBA title. 11. And only in the last 10 years have you had th- have you had three teams kind of enter that conversation because for a while it was just being volleyed between the Lakers, Celtics, Bulls and Pistons and Rockets. The Rockets got two. There weren't a whole lot of teams up until the Spurs they were getting more than one bite of the apple. So to sit here and act like the super teams are brand new and they're ruining the league, the league's always been haves and have-nots. And that's what this is. I applaud these teams, especially the Warriors. Because as I said earlier, that's a team that was actually built. Contrary to what you simpletons think, that team was actually built. The only major acquisition was Durant. Thompson, drafted. Green, drafted. Curry, drafted. Iguodala was through a trade, and he was kind of thrown in there on the back end. They got young guys like like McCaw and Clark. You saw them show up. And then they go out and get a bunch of, you know, 
mid-range free agents. They got David West to take less money. When I compared them to the 04 Pistons, it's like they're the 04 Pistons, but they also had some homegrown guys on the damn team. Even the Pistons made trades. This team drafted well, put themselves in a position to become a champion, and then got enough money to get themselves a superstar. And I got to sit and listen to you guys whine and complain and call this man all sorts of names and call him a sellout. For what? For doing what you couldn't do? For doing what you would do if you got the opportunity? And to all you professionals, all you cats who are actually working in this business, talking about he needed to stay and what kind of messages that send to the kids and, oh, if you can't beat him, join him. Shut up. You better not ever leave where you are then. Ever. Not for someplace better. Where does this mindset come from that somehow... This, these black men, I'm going to keep pressing this button here. These black men are supposed to settle and struggle. They're not supposed to try to go up to something better because somehow that's not manly enough or honorable enough for you. Kevin Durant, he did it his way and he won. And I'm happy as hell for the man because he deserved it. And he did it basically spitting in the face of all you fake macho tough guys who seemingly think that you have to struggle to earn a championship. You have to struggle to earn the prize. Not when you're good. And when you're in the position to make a choice for yourself, when you're in the position to do something for you, you do it. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks, because guess what? Your check still clears. And that's all there is to it. I salute Kevin Durant. Hell, I salute LeBron James. Because at some point, he's going to get up and leave Cleveland again. And oh boy, you want to talk about triggered. He gets his ass up and leaves again. How they were one miraculous comeback away from him being 0 for 3 in Cleveland in the finals. 0 for 4, really, when you count 07. When he leaves Cleveland again, that's going to be ugly. And he'll be well within his rights to do it because he's a free agent. And they can do whatever they want. Don't be mad at these men for doing what you wish you could do. You should applaud these men. Because guys like Oscar Robertson, Kurt Flood in baseball, they're fighting. They fought for the right for guys like this to be able to do what they want. And don't think, the way free agency is now, don't think that if the way free agency is now was around in, say, 19, I don't know, 1980, 85, 1990, that some of your favorite Hall of Famers, the same ones who jump tough and talk about, I would have stayed loyal and I wouldn't have left. If they had the opportunity to go, they would have got their ass up and they would have gone on to greener pastures just like everyone else. It's the American damn way. My name is Jay Scott Smith, telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting jscottsmith.com. Be on the lookout for the weekly words of wisdom and be on the lookout for some guest contributors on the blog coming in the near future. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, and I'll see your ass next week. We're out of here. Durant pass inside, back out to McCall. The rookie finds Durant, steps back for three. Pumps it in! Kevin Durant again! Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio.
heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.